April 29, 2022 marked the end of an era for hockey in Arizona and the end of a turbulent relationship with the city of Glendale, which has been home to the Coyotes since 2003. But you'd have to go back nearly a decade earlier to where it all began to understand why the Valley's NHL team has had an anything but simple tenure in the desert. I'm Chirsten Soussel, and this is PHNX, The Story. Minnesota had lost their NHL team to Dallas, the North Stars. The governor at the time came into my office one day and, and said, you, you need to give back to the community, which has been good to you. Get us a hockey team. I said, well, I don't know anything about that. And he said, I assume you can probably figure it out. That is Richard Burke, the founder of United Health Group, headquartered in Minneapolis, and the man that would eventually move the Winnipeg Jets to Arizona, which was far from his original plan. I initiated contact uh, through the commissioner's office with the folks in Winnipeg with the intention of moving a team to Minnesota. Um, we closed on the transaction. Uh, the wonderful fathers and sisters of Minneapolis decided to uh, turn their back on our deal in order to house the team in Minneapolis, um, which was fine. Commissioner asked me, do you still want to own it? I said, yes, depending on where we moved it to. He said, what are your thoughts on that? I said, someplace warm. Uh, he said, what are you talking about? I said, well, how about Las Vegas? Uh, he said, next choice. I said, how about Phoenix? The Jets are leaving, folks. We've known that for a long time. No reason to get worried about that. But where are they going? What's it look like down there? What are they getting? They're going to the Arizona desert. And so tonight's game brings a sense of closure. We're losing something great to the land of cactus and coyotes. They brought a bunch of the players down just to get a feel for the city. They took them to the arena. They took them to some of the, the nicer spots in Arizona. And, and it was just it was just this bizarre feel for all of them. Like, wh you're, you're coming from Winnipeg, first of all, which is about as cold as it can get. It's literally the frozen tundra. It was just a, a completely different feel for them. But I remember there being a lot of excitement because there are so many transplants here from New York, from Chicago, from the Midwest, even Canadians. So there were plenty of hockey fans here that watched the Roadrunners who kept in touch with their old teams, even though they had moved out here. So... There was definitely this excitement and also sort of the novelty of having NHL hockey in the Valley. Craig Morgan helped break the news that the Jets were moving to Arizona. You'll hear much more from him throughout this series. America West Arena here in Phoenix, Arizona. That's the site of the nice hockey game. The team wouldn't have been able to move to the desert without negotiating a deal with then-Suns owner Jerry Colangelo to become co-tenants of America West Arena. The Coyotes now had a home in downtown Phoenix, and star players like Jeremy Roenick, Keith Kachuk, and Nikolai Habibulin. Creating a product on the ice that quickly made Coyotes games a hot ticket item. The team made the playoffs in five of their first six seasons in the Valley and their famous whiteout crowds rivaled some of the best atmospheres in sports. I'm dressed in white. And 15,000 white t-shirts before this game to make sure everybody was in white. Hockey in the desert? 
was working. It all worked until the salary structure, which I'm not complaining about, it changed. The league was beginning to change, player salaries beginning to rise, and by the year 2000, the Coyotes needed to find a new home. Their own home. But what happened next? Nobody saw it coming. If the deal with Los Arcos had gotten done as, as anticipated, I'd still own the team. You want to talk about the butterfly effect? If that had happened instead of them going to Glendale, imagine how different the story is that we're telling right now. The team was not viable in a shared building by 2000 because at that point, I mean, it, it's economic driven. Our breakage was about 29. Salaries when I sold the team were 44. You know, that gap is, is $15 million a year in perpetuity. And with salaries rising, it was even more. You couldn't do a shared building relationship anymore. Had to move into a freestanding building of our own where we didn't have to share the revenue streams. After months of searching for a new location, Richard Burke landed on the site of a mall that had recently closed down in Scottsdale called Los Arcos. And after multiple initiative elections and an agreement with the Scottsdale City Council, Burke thought a new home for the Coyotes was all but a done deal, not realizing he had made a costly mistake. I had not pre-done the, the transaction with the guy who owned the building, excuse me, who controlled the investment group that owned the property at uh, Los Arcos. It just did not occur to me that we were going to have a problem um, because we talked about it, um, but it it was not down on paper, so then when we sat down, having won the initiatives, all of a sudden, the, the, he basically wanted all of the revenue streams from what was going to happen on the property, which made no sense. So at, at that point, the end of story was, I said, look, uh, that's our place to build a building. Uh, it's all set up and financing arranged for. So one of two things got to happen, you know, you're either going to own the hockey team or I'm going to own the property. And, you know, it was what this was all about. He wanted to put an investor group together to buy a um, hockey team. That was, that was Steve Elman. Depending on who you ask, some would say this was the beginning of the Elman curse. Do you think where they're at now all started with Elman and he was the spark that kind of put the team in turmoil from there? Yes. The curse of Steve Elman. Steve Elman had ulterior motives. He didn't care so much about the arena or the success of the team. Burke didn't have much of a choice but to sell the team to Steve Elman back in 2001. But it was his original understanding that Elman would proceed with building the arena in Scottsdale was my assumption, obviously wrong one, that they would simply follow through and go go build there. But, you know, they didn't. They went someplace else. Somewhere Elman could also build an entire shopping center, Westgate. Scottsdale was out of the picture. He had his sights set on the West Valley city of Glendale. You know, I, I said team's not going to be viable on the west side, but they did it anyway. And that started the saga. It was hard to watch what followed in the controversy and, you know, the, the difficulties the team was having. I mean, it, 
yeah, it 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 wasn't a, wasn't a comfortable thing. You know, owning a sports team was happenstance, but it it was a wonderful and different business learning experience and experience in general. The biggest pleasure of the time I owned the team, I think, uh, it was the quality of the of the people we had as players and working in the organization, but particularly the, the players. Richard Burke was more than gracious with his time, answering questions about the team he sold more than two decades ago. But at the end of our phone call, wanted to make sure it was clear. He has no hard feelings towards Elman or anyone involved with the sale of the Coyotes back in 2001. I'm totally unjudgmental of anything that's happened from here. Uh, You know, I'd like to say I'm the only perfect person I know, but I'm not. We, We all make mistakes with what we've done. I no doubt made some when I owned it. The folks subsequently have made some. And one of my favorite expressions is from Yogi Berry. So when you come to a fork in the road, you take it. And, it, you know, it sounds it sounds stupid, but the reality is you do take forks. Sometimes they're the wrong ones and they turn out well. And sometimes they're the right ones. They don't turn out well. You know, and I, I think all of that's at play for all of us all the time. Again, back to the point. You sell something and you're not it's not appropriate for you to look and second guess other people's decisions because you know what once you own the house it's yours it's yours to redecorate. They had the right to redecorate as they as they saw fit. Tonight is the Phoenix Coyotes home opener. But- the Coyotes played their first game in Glendale in 2003. There was excitement when they first moved out there. You know, all the talk was that the West Valley was where all the growth was at the time. But their issues as a franchise are just beginning. Just when you think it can't get crazier, it gets crazier. We were struggling to survive, to truthfully. That's, uh, there were all kinds of rumblings at that time. This team was going to relocate. I mean, I, I can list a half a dozen cities that they were reportedly going to. And this team used it as a rallying cry. They really drew together because of it. I think everybody was just so sick and tired of hearing as that is like the the insult and maybe the weight to bring us down where we'd heard enough of it. What's the relationship like between the Coyotes and the city of Glendale? Toxic is the word I use often, and it's been that way for a long time. So when all of this finally went down, I was like, ah, okay, that's the way it finally ends. That's next on The Story. 